Hannah Saunders. What's going on at the Sherman Theatre this month? Well, for the next week, actually, isn't it? We're in October. Um, at the moment, at the Sherman Theatre, I am exhibiting seven of my photo montages from my series, A Hyena in a Petticoat. Um, the series is... The series was created um, last year, well, begun last year, where whilst I was still studying at university in Killeen on the documentary photography course, and it kind of began as a reaction to the stimulus of capitalism in the 21st century, which might sound a bit strange at first, but the kind of idea was that I wasn't kind of, I wasn't happy with the way that I kind of viewed imagery of women and the kind of way I felt like I stumbled across histories of women that had kind of been almost whitewashed or kind of swept under the carpet and I felt as a woman living in the 21st century that I didn't really feel like I fit into the frameworks of an artist or specifically the inherited frameworks, I'd say, or the, the things we've kind of had to fit into. So I kind of wanted to go about making my own frameworks and that's how the project began. So, yeah. Would you describe yourself as an artist or a photographer? Um, this is something I really struggle with, especially over the last year or so. We, we did a, a project at university and it was kind of conceptual photography, I think it was called, something like that. And since then onwards, I've kind of struggled with knowing whether I define myself as an artist or a photographer, because I think, I think now the boundaries are kind of, kind of overlap almost with a lot of people anyway. And I think we're kind of in a position where we don't have to always stick to one thing and we can, we can be a photographer and we can also be an artist and we can be like a curator and a writer in our own rights and we can do all of these things even if it's just on a website or even if it's just you know I mean going somewhere and just like setting up a group show and you're a curator then and you or you could write a blog post and you're a writer so I think there's I'd say probably an artist because I think it kind of encapsulates everything but no I only yeah. ask because it's <laughs> very interesting I, I did a conversation uh, a month or so back with Alistair Cook mm. who started the whole documenting Britain um, collective oh, yeah. Um, and he deliberately calls himself, he prefers to be regarded as a, an artist, mm. seen as an artist. Um, and he was very uh, forthright. And I think it's great, the collective is an artist collective, documenting yeah. but it's very well known for photographers. Mm. So it's just interesting hearing people describe themselves um, as one or the other, because some hate the term artist yeah. if they're a photographer I think, and vice versa. Yeah, I think as well, because I, I studied documentary photography, so there's this other thing where it's like, I've never known, am I a photographer? Or am I a documentary photographer? Am I, I, I don't know. Like, and I always kind of was like, yeah, I'm a documentary photographer. And then, then it's like the kind of, then again, the boundaries between documentary photography and photography, where does that lie? And it's like all these things. So I'd say like sometimes maybe a visual artist, but then maybe just an artist, yeah. So how big are these works? Someone walking into the Sherman then? Because it's in the, uh, what's the space it's called? It's just like a little vestibule kind of like That's area. It. It's just yeah. like on the way so into the, the studio. Yeah, yeah, so it's just like off the foyer. So it's, it's quite a small space, but it's lovely. It's really like, it's got lovely lighting and it's really kind of like open the theatre foyer. So it's kind of like you can just wander in and find it. So they're A3 um, prints, so 
they're not massive, but they fit nicely and they're just up on the wall, they're all together. There's, um, yeah. <laughs> because I popped in, yes, that they're not up yet, and because I haven't seen them, I'm really interested from some of the, the press bits that uh, Made and North have been using to promote it. Did you get down and gritty with your hands and scalpels and scissors, or was this a photo? Was it Photoshop? How, how did you put these collages together? Um, I they're all done on Photoshop. So I kind of when I begun the project, I I went down to like a craft shop. I bought all the cutting mats. I bought all the scalpels. I bought everything. I bought loads of paper. Everything and glue all the bits and got home and started looking for kind of imagery that I'd use if I was to like, I don't know, print it off or something like that. So the problem was I, a lot of the images are quite old and they're, I want, they relate to the specific era of the kind of, I don't know, the, the quote relates to or that the kind of, the idea behind it relates to and they're kind of all kind of in their own time periods themselves. So it's kind of hard to access some of those images mm. like not from the internet mm. so I don't and I don't really have a problem with using images from the internet and because it is all kind of constructing anyway and it's taking from something else it's not about like the kind of authorship to me in that sense so they were they instead of me actually printing them out I started to find that I was just sat on the computer for so long looking for the actual images that it just made sense to stay on the computer and start constructing the images and it kind of went on from there and I really enjoyed that process because I I don't know the only time I normally use Photoshop is to kind of edit dust from film I've scanned in so that's quite a really laborious process so it's quite a liberating experience when you're not just sat there clicking tiny specks of dust at like 300% to kind of instead of doing that like to be stitching together these weird kind of strange images that kind of evolve on the screen when you've got kind of a detached sense from that screen because you're kind of working with materials normally. So it started from there. It was interesting, you mentioned in the, uh, the one image segment you recorded for us, that whole thing about constructing yeah. the image from scratch. I mean, do you, is that a useful process? Is it, a, is it a bit of therapy, do you think, for photographers to go through, to try the completely, art completely. constructing an image from completely because I think I think at first you kind of have like a weird reaction to it and it's kind of like am I appropriating something am I I don't know am I manipulating something to my own means and yeah you are like you are completely and that's the point and that's what's great about it because you don't have to be doing it to be horrible or to be like demeaning to anyone or try and I don't know take things out of context and assert it as like truth or something like that it's just creating something from what you already think so it's kind of like I don't know I don't feel like I'm it doesn't feel like I'm stealing anything or if I'm or I'm making something manipulative it's quite it's just free, it frees you it really does and it's so nice after just taking pictures and I don't know being used to this process of like seeing in the landscape around you taking from it and then I don't know it's like an internal kind of landscape. It's like, I don't know, a landscape of the internet. It's a landscape of just history. And it's just like, it's different and it's nice because I've always found it really hard to 
I have this kind of pull to history and I find it really interesting and I always want to make my work to do with history or to do with literature or to do with something like this and it's not always that easy to do that if you're working with photography because the past is in the past and you might not want to go and I don't know rec try and recreate that visually in the outside world because it's it might seem inauthentic or it might seem whatever but it doesn't have to be inauthentic when you're just taking these kind of images like that so yeah any sort of light uh, light bulb moments as you've been going through this for like perhaps yeah. taking your own images now and going into collage what in photography yeah I don't know. I don't know if it really. I don't know if it overlaps that much. I think. I don't know. I think they're quite separate areas for me. I think when I approach photography now, I've learnt that I work best with the people that I love. I work best with the people that are close to me. So when I'm making photographs now, I kind of stick to that zone, and that's the zone I'm comfortable in. So with photography, like I did a, I did a series of nudes, and they're all of my friends and. That that's I'm comfortable doing that. I know it might sound strange, but that's comfortable for me. So, with that, it's it's kind of inspired by the same sort of things that I like history and literature and kind of some sort of spirituality or something that kind of is infused with the photo montages. But it's it's a different way. I think it's more that the photo montages are a continuation of that interest. But there is a kind of crossover, yeah, not, not visually, really. Mm, I, I just wonder whether you get a buzz yeah. out of the art direction side of, yeah, you know, perhaps giving yourself a brief to go yeah. and shoot on your own a specific element, yeah, to then include in a, yeah, I think, collage. I think, yeah, I think actually, yeah, for I, I guess with my ideas because I, I've been planning to do another project and it's, it's, it's photography, um, it's going to be a photography project um, using a camera. And it is going to be more staged, actually, yeah. It's going to be more staged and kind of more of a creation out of these kind of things that are almost the inspiration for the montages, I guess. And it's almost taking elements from these interests and infusing them. So, it, yeah, I guess actually you're right, yeah. It has kind of influenced me in that way. Cool. And so, and why that venue? Why, why the Sherman? Um, the reason we're showing at the Sherman, um, that we're doing it together, is that basically they're, they, they're showing... Can I start that again? Um, the reason for the Sherman is because they're running performances at the moment of A Doll's House by Ibsen. And John, who does Made in Roth, suggested that maybe the work would be kind of fitting because... It, it relates to kind of like the place of women, um, history, it relates to kind of literature, these kind of things, and also the, the kind of artwork that's used for a doll's house for the promotional imagery is this kind of almost like a montage-like image of the silhouette of this woman and it's got money inside it of the protagonist Nora it's kind of supposed to be. and. It kind of, I think it just clicked for him that they kind of fit in quite well together. And for me, it's brilliant because, I mean, I've been talking to a guy who runs Sherman 5 over at the Sherman, and he was asking me yesterday, um, kind of the link, like what kind of themes are in my work and kind of the relationship with literature and things like that. And the more I talked to him about it and thought about it, all of my projects that I'm interested in and drawn to 
they relate to literature and they relate to poetry or like Dylan Thomas um, or they relate to prose like Kurt Vonnegut's Cat's Cradle or um, like this one, it relates to Virginia Woolf's A Room of One's Own and also Mary Wollstonecraft, A Vindication of the Rights of Women. And then now it's actually kind of taken on this other aspect where it relates to a doll's house as well. And I've created an image for a doll's house as well, which is using a quote from the play by Ibsen. And it's about the relationship kind of with the protagonist Nora and her husband and her status as a woman and her place as a woman these kind of things so it all kind of goes back to literature so to be showing in a theatre is absolutely brilliant for me so I think it's something that I'd love to do more of in the future because I think it's nice to be showing in an institution mm. it relates to these kind of things because the kind of people that are going in there might have a draw to it because they might know some of these works and they might know kind of some of these quotes even or they might kind of have this relationship to it or there are people that come in and don't have this relationship might then form one mm. it's it's a really interesting space to use yeah. and I really love what they're doing and I think it's great great and Pete your venue <laughs> uh, couldn't be any more different so you're in the Roth Park pub yeah on City Road in Cardiff um, but a very interesting project and lovely images Bradford PA yeah, Bradford, Pennsylvania. Ooh. Yeah, it's just as romantic as our own Bradford. Um, so, are you Welsh? No, I'm not actually. Um, it's all it's all a great deception. I've got the surname of Evans, Welsh, but I'm Yorkshire, name. actually. Yeah, I thought the uh, the accent wasn't too strong in terms of <laughs> you'll come right. Um, but what's the link then with America and you, this project? And there's some postcards involved as well. Yeah, I'd say there's there's kind of free links going on there. Um, first off, I've got an auntie and uncle in America, in Bradford, Pennsylvania, um, which is this small town uh, about 90 miles south of Niagara Falls, near the New York state border. And the other link, I just love Americana, small town America, road trips, um, everything like that. The, the great American uh, photographers, Stephen Shaw, Joel Sternfeld, um, the British photographers who went over there to photograph like Michael Armourod. I just find the work endlessly inspiring. It's the entire kind of mythic, epic nature about America, even when it's not trying to be. Um, and the third link is a really odd coincidence. I used to work in Cardiff Central Library in a local studies archive and I was just doing my daily archival duty finning me bobs and I came across a pile of postcards and they had belonged to um, a greengrocer who was local to Roth actually and they'd um, been found in house by the new owners of the house who passed away and they were in the attic and the new owners donated them to the library. Okay. And they're all from the 1920s, and there were some from Oregon, there were some from Nevada, but the biggest proportion of any of them were from this town, Bradford, Pennsylvania. And I went, wait a minute, that's where my auntie and uncle live. So <laughs> I decided to head out there, and I had kind of different ideas. I kind of didn't go out there with a strict project in mind. I did toy with the idea of trying to photograph the same 
things that are in the postcard and make them look the same. But in the end, I just decided to really dig into that um, body of inspiration from Edward Hopper, Norman Rockwell, um, David Lynch even, and um, just photographed the things that seemed strangely quietly iconic to me. And yeah, so um, I stayed there four weeks and um, every day I just go out and hit the pavements, taking photos. Occasionally I'd walk further out into the hills and um, every five minutes have a car pull up beside me asking where I'd broken down if I needed a lift back into town because <laughs> hiking, is a, hiking is a strange mental disease to <laughs> Americans. Right. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're lovely over there. It's a really kind of welcoming, friendly, small town and yeah it was it was just great just exploring it but you weren't exactly inconspicuous were you you weren't taking <laughs> these shots with an iphone were you? <laughs> no i was uh I had, I had two cameras on me so um mainly i was i was shooting with um a digital camera which i keep using when i go around america building up this big body of work but i'd also borrowed um a nice chunky medium format uh camera the mamaya 6 off a friend of mine who's one of the founders of Third Floor Gallery, uh, Yoni. And um, yeah, it's just a gorgeous film camera. So loaded it with 120 film, Kodak Portrait, Kodak Ektar, and um, just really wanted to get those, um, well, Stephen Shaw colors, what can I say? I'm just a big sucker for his work. And um, I tend to shoot in all weathers with my Fuji digital stuff. And then with the Mamaya, I, I just go out when the light was especially nice. Because it is quite striking in those images. I think anyone listening should, should come along and have a, have a look. Oh, thank um, you. But what I find interesting is the almost link between both you and Hannah's. What is this thing? These projects have kind of been inspired by artifacts and things that have kind of come from mm. you know, that, that kind of historical sort of perspective. Um, what, with the postcards then, I mean, is it kind of inspired you to do anything else in terms of is there anything else come out of them? Because as objects, they're very quite inspiring themselves themselves and design just the shape, the colours, the faded colours. I mean, I, yeah. Um, I mean, I did find it odd when I when they were getting printed with um, uh, John Pountney um, printed them out for me because um, I was kind of wrapped up in two other exhibitions. And so I didn't have time to print them out myself. But when they came out, I was kind of struck at how similar in kind of colour and contrast they were to the postcards themselves, which was unintentional, but I really liked mm. in the end that connection. And um, yeah, these kind of artifacts are just like great material for inspiration. As like usually when I when I kind of want ideas of going around America. Um, I like to go on Google Street View and there's a special fun game you can have where it dumps you at a random location on the planet and then you... Within reason. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you start clicking away and exploring and when you think you know where you are, you put a pin in the map and then it shows you just how far away mm. you really are. Um, my record was two kilometers. Um, but once I actually got exactly the other side of the planet. Um, so, yeah, I, I love kind of Google Street View in a way. is just a great tool for exploring these small places, and I kind of scribble down, like, oh, 
like really interesting, strange, gothic church in mm. the middle of nowhere next to a scary hill. I've, mm. I've, got, I've got to see that. And I probably will never see it because mm. <laughs> there's just a list of these now. But um, yeah, postcards, you know, it's kind of, um, they were they were all mass produced. Um, Stephen Shaw had this project um, where he went around America making his own postcards. And his idea was to sell them um, equal in profit, but that didn't work out. Nobody bought them. It's like, why, why are we taking photos of like parked cars and drugstores and completely banal scenes? Mm. I thought they were amazing. So what he ended up doing was um, he just smuggled them into postcard racks around America and then go back later and see if they've been used. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, I mean, so many postcards milling out out there. It's a really good source. Just dig through and and um, see where where they were coming from. The people took these postcards and what kind of people wanted out of them as mm. well. You know, were they kind of striving for anything artistic? Oh, mm. it's just uh, oh, it's a living kind of thing. Um, yeah, and these these postcards from Bradford. They kind of come in a couple of formats. There's um, the individual ones, but then you have these souvenir folders, which are like concertinas that fold out. Mm. And they all kind of have just different buildings that are kind of dear to locals' hearts or that they they want to big up, really. And um, It would be a great idea. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure this has been studied before, but... It's almost frowned and looked down upon, isn't it? The postcard, the picture postcard, mm. particularly in Wales, because we have the you know, shots are described <laughs> as picture postcard landscapes or picture postcard urban type scenes. But I guess in small rural towns and villages, if you could go back to some kind of unique yeah. little format of postcards as this takeaway artifact that people would remember a, a place or a, an event yeah. by, it'd be quite a nice thing to revisit, wouldn't it? Well, that's the thing. I mean, they um, are very cute. Yeah, they? I mean it's. And they're not, they're only made cute and nostalgic by the passage of time. Mm. Um, it's like the 1950s, 60s, 40s photographers, they weren't taking photos of retro looking cars. Mm. People were wondering why they were just taking photos of cars, you know, yeah. that's just a car. Mm. And it's only over like 50 years or so that now, like, oh, what's this? This, mm. this looks amazing. This mm. is like timeless. But it wasn't to them. Mm. And the photos, postcards that we generate now um, 50 years time people will be going oh that's so quaint you know as they look at Miss Millie's uh, chicken shop you know <laughs> on City Road <laughs> well it's, they get a wealth of visual imagery on City Road I think yeah. it's not just Miss Millie's is it um, but yeah the, the, but the, the, you could you know well I guess it'd be manufactured rarity in terms of a limited edition or whatever mm. thing. Yeah, you could yeah postcards yeah well, I kind of yeah I mean I, I like the fact that postcards uh were mass produced, you know, there wasn't anything limited edition mm. about them. Mm. And they're kind of almost throwaway, but mm. at the same time, they they can be invested with emotional connection, you know, the writing you put on the back of them, yeah. you, um, places that were important in your life mm. or from far off distant friends. Um, or the crashness of Blackpool. Yeah, it's nothing, nothing worse than reluctantly. Yeah putting up on a fridge really but the, tiny uh, the, the Roth Park isn't the only show you're involved in. Yeah. Uh, well, not just with Made in Roth, but you're also involved in Diffusion this month. Yeah, um, which is kind of kind of insane, really. Um, 
I, this is uh, these are my first exhibitions, um, and then suddenly like I'm involved in three at once. Um, so it's been stressful but fun. So yeah, so other than the um, Bradford PA Rover Park one, come and see now, folks. Um, I've curated and um, put up um, an exhibition for Third Floor Gallery down in the bay. It's at 104 Butte Street, um, ring to get up between Wednesday and Sunday, 12 through 6. And yeah, that's uh, Detroit, Unbroken Down by Dave Giordano. And it's kind of looking at the grassroots regeneration of Detroit. Um, there's a lot of photography of Detroit, which is kind of what they call ruin porn, really. You know, abandoned buildings, derelict factories. And though this kind of has that sad side of like a city that's bankrupt and can't afford social services or anything there's a real hopeful note as it looks at the people their community gardens helping each other out their the kind of barter system that they got for services and um, just real strength of character in the portraits and it's it's really hopeful you know it's not a write-off the city and it's mm. done by love from someone who's who was born there so yeah, well worth checking out. Gorgeous big prints as well, large mm -hmm. format photographs. And my other own exhibition is um, part of Diffusion. It's in the Made in Roth Cafe, and it's called Seen the Elephant, uh, US Civil War in the UK. And that was a project that was over a year, and I'd camp out with uh, US Civil War reenactors um, who toured around the UK, and they're actually all Brits as well, um, plus a Belgium, and um, I dress as dress like them, I camp out with them, I photograph um, with them, I kind of tried to do it as a candid colour documentary kind of Don McCullin, Larry Burroughs kind of style, as if it's kind of news reportage, but a bit heightened, a bit um, a bit kind of filmic fairy tale, mm -hmm. almost, because there's it's just a couple of routes you can really do, I feel, with that reenactment photography and that side. But really go back to doing proper tin types, period photographs right. of the time, or just kind of doing a heightened reality. If you kind of try and fall between two stools with black and white or sepia, it doesn't really work. You've got to either go full authentic or just completely out there. Um, yeah, and that'll be running from October the 22nd to November the 7th. Great. You, you might be very interested in a, an upcoming episode on Photon with uh, a chap called Simon Jones over in Larn, uh, one of the chaps who runs the Tin Shed in mm. Larn. Uh, he's a very accomplished reenactment photographer himself, American Civil War, but also World War One and World War II um, photography. Really, really nice, isn't it? Um, but yeah, look out for that one. Oh, wow. Um, but just going back to the two of you mm -hmm. then, uh, what's your feeling in terms of mixing up the kind of venues and for showing photography and artwork, I guess, in your case, Hannah? But um, the Sherman Theatre, uh, should they, could they be showing more photography, getting more artists? I mean, it's one of the reasons yeah. why we picked Little Man Coffee to try and give Yeah, well, the Sherman... I've been involved with um, Sherman Five, which is basically um, kind of like a community kind of like charity initiative within the Sherman mm. that a uh, chap called Guy O'Donnell runs. And basically it's just kind of trying to get the people that are going to the theatre kind of 
to reflect the people that are on the outside of the theatre. So mm. kind of trying to bring people in who might not necessarily feel like they um, can kind of fit into that environment or have fit into that environment before or kind of trying to get people to kind of be drawn into the theatre. So as well as kind of um, drawing people in from um, areas all over Cardiff, they're also trying to get artists to kind of exhibit work there and they're trying to kind of, they're doing um, they're doing this thing called, um, I think it's like uh, a play in a pint, I think it is. And they're kind of trying to get people to come in and watch a play on, I think it's like on their work hours and things like that and have a pint. And they're gonna have, I think, um, I think, there's someone that's going to be taking photographs like to do with pubs and things like that and then they're going to be on in the Sherman because they've got like a little space where they're going to be showing the work. So I think that was like an in, um, guy was saying that was an idea inspired by a chap that runs a theatre up in Scotland and he kind of tried to bring people into the theatre on their lunch hour by saying like instead of just going down the pub or instead mm. of doing this or that come and have, watch a play and have a pint and meet some people and stuff like that. So, yeah, they're trying to they're trying to draw in more people and trying to incorporate arts also, right. which is really good. And they're doing we're doing lots of workshops as well. So we're going to be um, doing some workshops with members of Sherman Five and Sherman Five's Five is free to sign up to, and you can do it online at the Sherman. You get a free uh, theatre ticket. Um, for your first time so if you've never been to the theatre or if you want to go to the theatre then you can get a free ticket and then after that you've got like a reduced rate um, and they also organise transport as well so that's for certain areas all over Cardiff so you should really check that out because I think it's brilliant but um, we're also going to be doing some workshops so we're going to be showing people how to make montages I think and we're going to kind of be incorporating ideas from a doll's house into that which is the play that's running at the moment and um, we're also going to be doing something to do with kind of um, women's wardrobe over time and costume, I think. And there's um, some other artists involved as well. Going to be inside the theatre and also going outside the theatre and trying to kind of appeal to people as well. So, yeah. Sounds like they've got themselves a new evangelist as well. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's brilliant. I but think it's brilliant. I, I'd be interested to know, since graduating then, have you yeah. actively gone out and sort of sought venues to show your work? Or is this your first time showing work? I've I've shown work before, but the work that I've shown up to now has been in group shows. So right. um, I did um, I did a group show um, called Cardiff Bay, um, that was just um, on the floor below the third floor gallery in in Butte Street. Um, we did that, and we kind of uh, we'd done like a collective group um, project about <coughs> Cardiff Bay and about the changing landscape, things like that. Um, Felt like a dog. Yeah, and that was, (laughs) oh, but yeah, that exhibition, it also went over to Bootstown History and Arts Centre and was there for a while, which was lovely, and that was with um, a few of my other peers, which was great, and we also did, I've also been involved in um, a Fine Beginnings exhibition made in Wales, um, the first one, Mm. we did that, um, it was in uh, Arcade Cardiff, last year and then it also went up to Colwyn Bay to Oriel Colwyn Gallery so we went up to that as well which is bro um yeah I've had my I've had um I've actually had yeah I've had my body of work Caras um which is a series of nudes um exhibited in Romania last summer at the Segfonte Festival of Photography that's run by Catalin Montanu um 
which is brilliant. He was one of my peers as well, and he's set up his own photography festival in Romania, in Ployest, and it's, it's been the second year running this year, and I had the work exhibited again mm. over there this September, but with kind of additional images put in. So yeah, but it's really lovely to have just w one body of work and shown in Cardiff, it's yeah. really great. I mean, this, this month, here we are, October 2015. Yeah. Uh, there's a real buzz in terms of photography. Yeah, yeah it's brilliant. Diffusion and various other things. But outside of the bling of the big events, what, what's your view on the photography scene in Wales, not just Cardiff, but yeah. in Wales in general? I think it's got so much to offer. I think, um, as I've, I've only lived in South Wales now, but going up to Oriel Colwyn, like in Colwyn Bay, you can just see how excited people get about photography and that they're so excited to have even if the venue is quite small and it's just a, a small kind of community, they're so excited to have the opportunity to do that. And also what was great about the Made in Wales stuff is the exchange between the South and the North because yeah. as someone living in Cardiff or Newport or wherever, you, I don't think there's always that much of an exchange and you don't yeah. really know that much about the photography community perhaps up in North Wales. So what what's great about collectives like A Fine Beginning is they're kind of bringing together the north and the south and they're also also with Scotland as well what they're doing um, they did the, the collaborative exhibitions of documents Scotland so mm. I think it's really good and there's kind of like it's almost like everyone's starting to talk to each other and mm. uh, there's kind of all this communication going on as well with the internet things like Instagram stuff like that people are really kind of striking up a conversation about like is there like is there national like photography photographic kind of like identities and like or like what's specifically kind of like interesting to certain people in Wales about photography and what kind of views are they trying to reflect and I think I'd like to see more of that I think it's great I think more of an exchange is brilliant well, it'd be good to see you being a part of that yeah <laughs> let's hope so making it happen and you Pete um so you've been involved in various photography bits and bobs because I think you help moderate did some of the questions with Peter Jones the, the recording we did at uh, third yeah, floor, which was right. a great evening uh, chat with Peter <laughs> he doesn't like to talk but what he does he's actually <laughs> very good better than he thinks um, but w what's your feeling in terms of the, the sort of buzz and you know, getting photography more out there and in different venues I think around in Wales yeah well the thing have I you got the bug now that you're showing your first work yeah, it's beginning to itch inside my head, <laughs> my little books. Um, yeah, well, the, one of the things I love about Made in Rofe is it's kind of from two angles. From those who kind of um, are really subscribe to the idea of the festival, it's like an Easter egg hunt, you know, trying to pack it all in, combing the city. And for those who aren't even aware of Made in Rofe, they, well, they quickly become aware. Mm. They pop along to the favorite calf or pub or laundrette or wherever it is and go wait what what's this mm. and I think it's just perfect ve vehicle for getting um, art and photography and crafts and storytelling out there to people who wouldn't normally go along to such things not necessarily because they've got no interest in it but because they're not part of the networks you know they're not following on social media mm. that sort of thing and it's kind of we can only hope it's a really good kind of baited hook, you know, <laughs> reel them in. Maybe they'll um, be inspired to create things of their own as well. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks both very much. Okay. And good luck with the shows. Oh, thanks. Could I um, just quickly hawk my website as well, which is my ongoing 
<laughs> Go on. <laughs> and that small town America stuff. And yeah, it's uh, PeteTakesPictures.com. And so, Hannah? Uh, <laughs> We'd be remiss if it's not taking yours. HannahSaunders.co.uk. Great. <laughs> Thanks both. Thank you. Thank you.